instant classic opening line for episode one. Comedian Derek Kixon shoots on Steinbeck. And what's this guy doing up here in Manitoba? Manitoba. Manitoba. It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. Lock the gate! Hey folks, alright, let's do this. How are you? What the shotters? What the shot buddies? What the shot nears? I'm Ronk Morin. This is my podcast, WTS. So are we good? Are you feeling good? I'm feeling. We're feeling pretty good today on this amazing day. Good. Pow! I just shot my load. Hey, what's going on? It's Real Murr, and it's time for the Monday Money Shot Podcast, and I'm just checking in. All right, fuck that shit. I fucking apologize. Ah, Jesus. Here I am saying sorry right out of the fucking gate. I'd like to apologize to all the whores and assholes who are upset by the words. You know what? No. No. I take it back. There's only one person I need to apologize to, and that's my wife. Beam, 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 From Manitoba, Canada. It's the Rod Mary Podcast. The Rod Mary Podcast. Well, I got to the end of the road. Losing moolah wherever go. But I promise you this, I am losing my shit. So fuck you, this is my money shot. Well, I got sick of living life. Counting down something, something, something. Hey, everybody, welcome to Catherine Morgie is a shot money. And um, I'm not going to cry today. I'm feeling depressed and I think that sometimes it's okay to stay in bed and now is one of those days. Eugene, get off my leg. Wish I was that lucky, but I'm not gonna cry. I promise. From our balls to your face. The Shot Podcast. The Shot Podcast. The Yeah. Welcome to Shotting Blanks with Rashley Mordet. 
No, it isn't Rashley Moore Debt. It's uh, Ronald George Moore. Hi, how are you? This is the first episode of my podcast, and I'm very thankful that you're listening to it so far. You must be, because you're listening to my voice right now. Um, uh, what I uh, uh, <laughs> tried to accomplish was my impression of uh, some of my favorite podcasts, because um, I listen to podcasts quite a bit in my uh, during my day job driving around the city of Winnipeg, and um, I wanted to just kind of do a little spoof of uh, some of my favorites. So running down the list um, is uh, WTF with Mark Marin, um, Comedy Bang Bang, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, the Todd Berry Podcast. Kathleen McGee is a hot mess. Hunks podcast and Talking Hanks. Hard edit 0.5. Talking Hanks is with Ashley Burdett. 0.5. Hard edit out. These podcasts, please go to your iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or Google them. Google all these people because uh, they are amazing. The shows are very funny and. Um, uh, I really like them, which is why I wanted to uh, poke a little fun. Um, me, um, just to give you a little brief history, uh, <clears throat> I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, actually, this is my second podcast. Um, I've been doing a podcast uh, with my kids. <laughs> I have two kids, a boy and a girl, called Sugar Bomb Breakfast Podcast, which I've recently put on iTunes. Um, but I wanted to, uh, just do one, uh, which was more, uh, not kid friendly, I guess you could say. And, uh, something that just highlight not only, um, the good friendly people of Manitoba, but what life is like here on the, the prairies in the center of Canada, the harsh winters, the buggy summers, the floody springs and the beautiful falls. The fall is the best. Um, a little uh, something about me I could tell you is uh, I'm very broke. As I mentioned, I have kids. I, um, <clears throat> uh, I'm not with the mom. She is uh, not with me either. <laughs> and uh, it's it's been quite the wild ride trying to uh, please everyone, which is something you can't do. So it's kind of funny that I try all the time. But uh, you can't please everyone, as I just said. <laughs> I'm going to try not to edit as much as possible. Um, we recorded the interview and then... Um, uh, re-recorded the interview because I actually was like, maybe I shouldn't just be using my iPhone to record. I should probably invest in a couple of microphones, which I did. And uh, also, that this interview you're about to hear is, if it doesn't make sense, it's because I fucked up the editing and I apologize for that. Um, hopefully, as the uh, episodes continue, I'll get better at this with my word talking because I find that... Uh, I'm pretty dumb. You already know this by now. And um, yeah, I 
and I'm also learning online, watching YouTube videos on what you have to do to get the podcast out there. You're only allowed one on iTunes, so I'm trying to find a way to get this up, and hopefully it'll be up uh, by the end of April. My goal was the end of March. It's March 31st. I'm not gonna... It's not gonna happen here, folks. But anyway, um, thank you once again. Uh, please check out those podcasts. Uh, I find them... I always look forward to episodes of, of those ones and others. Um, first edit in, just because it's called Manitoba Money Shot. I didn't even say that. And uh, the Manitoba self-explanatory, we're going to be interviewing Manitobans, people who have a strong connection to this province. And also the Money Shot is at the end of the show, I asked my guest uh, to uh, be in this type of game, game show-esque um, trivia thing well you know i won't spoil it you'll listen to it at the end edit out so and i guess i have to th- say this if you like this uh, podcast please edit number two in just to say sorry for the oh my god it's either annoying or a good drinking game okay so hard edit number two out you know give it a five star rating uh, tell your friends tell your family Hard edit number three for the fun of it. Hard edit number three out. And thank you. It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast. That's with right. Derek kicks in. Hooray. Woo! That's yowza, me. yowza, yowza. Are we we got a really great show tonight. What? Please welcome Derek Kixon. Let's talk Steinbeck. Okay. The reason we're talking Steinbeck is Manitoba, and Derek is from Steinbeck. Steinbeck, Manitoba. Where there are churches. The automobile city, the church capital. It's worth the trip. Yeah. Did you get a lot of tourists? <laughs> People are like... I don't, didn't ever see a tourist, but we had the Mennonite Heritage Village, which is this little made-up town... Miniature? From the old, like no, can, no, like like a real town. I get it. With a blacksmith and all the old right. things. Lower Fort Gary. It has a running, stuff. it has a, it's a cool place. It's a it tourist like, trap. Yeah, and it is a tourist place, so <laughs> if I was hanging out there a lot, I'd see a lot of tourists, but other than that, people don't really come, people come to buy a car. Where did you hang out? Where, like, that's Where when you were a child, like, when you were first able to, like, wander off into the streets. Where were you going? I know that 7-Eleven we've talked about. It's like uh, the only 7-Eleven there, and it's been there for a long time. Yeah. It was the first 24-hour place. What was so it before it was kind 7-Eleven? Of a big, nothing. I, don't, I think it was just an empty, maybe it was a house <laughs> or something. You don't get that anymore, where there was just nothing there before. Usually, there, oh, That's that what was. you have all over Steinbeck, because it's such a boom town. Everything is getting developed now. Dynamite. So everything was nothing, and now it's everything. For so what, instance, the ta- the gravel road I lived on from when I was ten till graduating was like uh, we used to be the second house. That's how we would tell people second house on the road, and now it's like the fifth or sixth house, and also there's a little extra road built in front of the house, yeah. and then there's like a cul-de-sac, and then there's like a paved area of like suburban kind of neighborhood you drive by none and of you that check out existed when i was a kid when you go back 
because mm. you don't live there anymore. It's, but like when you go back there, do you check out your old places and old haunts? No. Go I, to the mall. Was the mall around? Uh, I go to the mall. I'll just go to places as if like, you know, as I need them. Like if I go need some groceries, I'll go right. to the grocery store there. But I, I don't go to Hang visit the grocery anything. store. I don't go to visit anything for nostalgic <laughs> what, purposes. What about for fun? What did you do that for fun? Like you were an outdoors type kid. Yeah. Were you like climbing trees and yeah. rocks and? Yeah, for a while there, before like when we moved, before we moved to the place I just mentioned, we lived even further into the boonies, <laughs> into the woods, which was we basically we had a trailer, and behind us was just woods for as far as you could. It was Imagine. property that you would owned? Your uh, family owned? No. Yeah, yeah. Or did you yeah, just, yeah, park, my parents just owned park somewhere? It. No, my parents owned it. We claimed these. Yeah. But that was fun because we just like forever just walk through oh. making pathways, making trails hey. in the yeah. in the forest. You have a whole adventure yeah. happening in your backyard. In fact, one time my Tree brother, houses. my youngest brother who was the slowest because he was the littlest, got stung by 25 bees <laughs> oh God! all at once because we, we st- stepped on a hornet's nest yeah. in, or a bee's nest, whatever, in there. And we all ran away, yeah. but he couldn't run as fast. And so he... <laughs> so were you like, helping him? There's really nothing you can do. You're being attacked I, by 25 bees. We should have been you might as better well brothers and, and got him, but yeah. we were just all thinking about ourselves. So you had a lot of free time on your hands yeah. to wander <laughs> this, this evil forest and uh, be stung by bees. What other kind of accidents did you have as a kid, like any other <laughs> Because there's no hospital. Was there a hospital? Well, okay, there was a hospital, There's a hospital right? there. No. But still, emergency, you think, that's going to take time. I don't know. I get the vibe that it, instead of uh, an ambulance, it'd be two guys in a stretcher running. I don't think... Yeah, they had ambulance service. I but didn't what really kind of, ever were you in one as a kid? Like, did no. you have any mishaps, like bad falls, or riding your bike off a cliff and breaking a leg? No. I don't remember ever... Having to go, that stuff all happened to my youngest brother, <laughs> the one who got stung by bees. Right, he's just that type of person. There was, he know. stepped on a nail once and he. Oh, yikes, never, not me. He got Always lost. Looking for he got nails. lost a lot. <laughs> really? <laughs> you get the impression like they, my parents should have stopped at three because it was like as soon as the youngest one came in, that's when all the stories of like, oh, isn't it funny how he. Wandered away and we found him in somebody's garden. We, didn't, we weren't even looking for him. Yeah. <laughs> we, just, we were busy I've been talking to the three other days. three. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of jobs did you do? You must have had jobs growing up in uh, Steinbeck. My first job I had in Steinbeck was working at the mall. I was a mall Santa at age 15. <laughs> with no acne, A skinny boy with acne. You have like your friends wearing a beard. You got a fourteen-year-old on your knee. Going they didn't give me anything to like, you know, look hefty or whatever. So the first day, I'm there just like a skinny Santa, and I feel like an idiot. And the next day, I, I got a bunch of pillows and stuff, and I just brought my own padding to to fill myself up with. Still, people right. would be like, "How did you get this?" Looking job? a little skinny, Santa. <laughs> They're heckling Santa. Yeah. That's brutal. Some people would, some people are religious and religion tends to be different for everyone. So some people are like, 
Sad is not good because it's the it's different good. from Christ. Yeah, exactly. They it's taking it's away the, the spotlight. Here. Jesus is the reason for the season. <laughs> we so should have people hop on Jesus' knee. Christ in Christmas. So they would hand me things sometimes and be like, you know, this is the real reason for Christmas. And I was like, yeah, I know. Oh, my God. I'm just dressing in red today. A lot of people knock out the door for religious purposes, you know. What's that? Like Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, they knock at the door. You I don't like think knocks I ever it? saw a Jehovah's Witness in Steinbeck. Uh, I guess. And I don't know if they have a church now or if, if they did then. I never saw them. Hmm. We, I... I when I moved to Winnipeg, I have I lived in a very highly trafficked area for Jehovah's Witness. They'd come like once a day. <laughs> okay. So, but I you you do answer. My you don't wife, answer. My wife put up a sign at the time that said no soliciting. This includes religious people. Mm-hmm. So they would often most people just walk by and then we wouldn't get a lot of that. But the Mormons still did. They would still knock sometimes. They wouldn't read Persistent it. Or if they did, they would just be like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to keep knocking. Jehovah answer, says I should knock. I'm going to knock. Yeah. And she hated talking to them. I loved talking to them, though. So Why? I kind of wish she wouldn't put up that sign. Because, because I just I wanted to see if I could turn them off. Like, you know, <laughs> like, it on. like it's always the person at the door answers and you start talking and do your shtick and they're trying to get you out the whole time like oh okay thanks yeah i'll take that yeah whatever it is to make you stop talking to me i wanted to turn that i would turn that on them sometimes if they did not and i'd be like i want to talk to you about stuff now (laughs) and then until they i I actually did it i actually did it once i got them i got them to get walk away like they didn't want to hear what i had to say wow I out talked the Mormons, <laughs> but I only do that as a trolling thing. Yeah, you got nothing better to do. No, like if Jeopardy's on, I'll let you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, all right. So, what year did you move to Winnipeg? Two thousand two. Two thousand two, and you moved here um, to go to university. Is that correct? No. I just moved because that's what you do. Like, right. Steinbeck, you get the idea that it's there for to grow people that will move to Winnipeg. <laughs> well, no, and some true. of them stay. Well, and some of them nobody, have to stay. And a lot, of, sure. a lot of people there right now are immigrants. Mm-hmm. It's a big hub for immigrants. So it's like people will emigrate there. They hear about, you know, it's close to Winnipeg, whatever it is. It's a good place to live. So yeah, but back that's the, and and a lot of people stay. Like a few people stay, right? Enough that it stays about the same population, and then added immigrants. But right? what would it be like? Uh, you know, you want to like break away from the family and be your own person, make your mark on the world. So you have to leave Steinbeck because they know. No, your you mark. just do it because you know that's the only thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. is Winnipeg is such a such a strange hub. Because of how uh, Manitoba is just over a million people. Let's look it up. Manitoba. Something. A million. One point. I think three it is million over or a million something. or ninety nine. Whatever. Nine hundred ninety. But Winni- whatever it is, Winnipeg is about half the population. 
So, so people grow in other communities. Winnipeg. They grow up and then they move to Winnipeg eventually. Some stay in their communities, so they. This Ooh, we really highballed it. Seven oh nine. No, two, I said oh, Manitoba. That's two thousand fourteen. I said Manitoba. Oh, a million for Manitoba. Seven hundred thousand for Winnipeg. Manitoba population is about double that. One point two. So not even double. More than half of the residents of the province are living in this city of Winnipeg. That doesn't happen very much. That's like um, Saskatchewan has two small cities. They have mm-hmm. Regina and, and Saskatoon, each about 100,000 or I don't know. That's the last time I checked, which is not even close. There's nothing in their community where it's just like this hub that everybody sort of huddles around. You know? Right. Why do you think that is? Is the north too brutal? <laughs> like, you just there's just not, there's, hanging out there's no Thompson. rival big enough. Uh, what else is there? Brandon? Right. So if there was another town that was like a bit, you know, close to the size of Winnipeg, then at one point, then maybe people would have gone to either one or whatever. But yeah. basically, Winnipeg has everything. Well, it could be it's your the theory. capital. It's the biggest city. You know, all small towns in the surrounding area, the young people are going to go to the they're, city. They're they all want to feel that urban life no matter how small it is, right? Yeah. And But then the people who are born in the city want to go to bigger cities for that same kind of feeling. Yeah, so because you eventually realize your city is really just a small town compared to a lot <laughs> compared of places. Compared to, like, the metropolis. Yeah. So, and, that's yeah, and where, then those and people, they'll head to L.A. and New York. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because the first place I but, went as a trip was Toronto. Yeah. The second place I went was New York. So this yeah, is exactly what you're talking about. I'm going bigger and bigger right. in my cities. The millennials today ha- are they can't afford fucking Toronto. Now those cities are so you know so much in demand. Yeah. The prices have skyrocketed. So now that's why the population's <laughs> growing. You know, yeah. at a somewhat rapid pace is because Winnipeg is affordable and it still has that city feeling. And we I got the so. Jets back. I go to some football games, the Bombers, but that's just to hang out with my family that gives me a ticket. Yeah. But otherwise, I would never go get, have myself advertised to for two hours. It's just like one commercial after another. And then it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a nice outing. But having uh, to go to the bathroom means you got to take experience. a 10-minute walk and it's just, uh, yeah, I'm not really I'm not for this I'm not for stadium living. All right, so let's talk about <laughs> the fact that okay, so you moved to Winnipeg um because you just had to. But you did attend what, UW? UW, yeah, for and, one year. And we were talking earlier about how uh you formed a sketch troupe in Steinbach, we're yeah, not that we're, funny. We're not that funny. We're yeah. not that funny. You brought, brought a name yeah. <laughs> to Winnipeg. To the and, UW crew that I met. and Right. And you put this and, with a theater. Uh, UW, UW theater, folks. We put, put up some auditions. We did some auditions and got some auditions. people. And had to say goodbye to some folks. And then uh, you changed the name. turned into Manatee. Manatee, who we Manatee. did uh, the CBC sketch. Comedy Festival with, and the, uh, the sketch comedy troops. We did the Fringe one year. That was when I fell in love with the Fringe. I think the, was that the first year? Uh, first year that I did it, I think. Yeah. You're like, I like this. 
two weeks or ten days. Yeah, I had always the Winnipeg Fringe Festival been in the theater festival in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Avenue, every shower. Yeah, it's you the second know. biggest in Canada. That was third. Oh, in Canada? What? No, no, sorry. Third biggest all over world, world, world. Overall, I think it's third biggest overall because yeah. of Edinburgh, Edinburgh would be number one. Ed, then there's Edmonton, Edmonton and then Winnipeg. And Winnipeg. But I think what's good about Winnipeg, besides mentioning, you know, like it's a small town and, you know, you wish for b- bigger things sometimes, it is a good size of a city. It's like the size where you don't want it to get too big, actually. It is perfect. It has. <laughs> I don't know if it's perfect, but it is like, especially if you have to commute At to least work, for things like in traffic forever. For things like the Fringe Festival, we don't take ourselves. It, we do our jobs. We make. We entertain. We know it's like fun and interesting, and that it's a big deal festival yeah. for us. But we. But it's also sort of secret for anybody else. So it's not like for a lot of Winnipeg. So it's too. not like <laughs> like we're the the fringe version of the Sundance where everybody just knows and you just crowd around and it's a big it's type, and it's it becomes like where, a hyped yeah. up thing. You don't it's know not what hyped it is. Up. If you don't know what it is. You don't know how good it is. Until, you don't know how good it is. Exactly. Until you're in there. Unless you're really people not don't, that type of person. You're like, you can, uh, I don't have to come back. People in Winnipeg but don't gen- know generally, generally how good that, that festival is compared to anything else because it, there's nothing else like it and a lot of performers will say so too. I remember Jem Rolls. He moved here. Jem Rolls was from Edinburgh, uh, lived with that uh, theater world and doing the Fringe there, started doing the Canadian tour, and of all those, he said Winnipeg was his favorite. It is the best one, but you don't know that until you start touring. Mm -hmm. Winnipeg folks will often like just, hey, it's Fringe time, let's put on a show, we'll make a few bucks, we'll have fun. And then they think, oh, you know, let's do a tour of this. And you go to Montreal and nobody has heard of the Fringe. Yeah. You go to Toronto and it's like, still, nobody's heard of the Fringe. There's probably nobody's heard of you. There's a bunch of other festivals. A bunch of stuff is going on. In Winnipeg, when the Fringe is on, nothing else is going on. So you can just go to that and you yeah. have no... It is kind of You don't have any competition. In the summer, you need every single summer day. That's nice. So all the festivals have lined up. Okay, this is Folk Fest weekend. This yeah. is Fringe weekend. This is Folk Laramla weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's just all laid yeah. out kind of perfectly every year. And you go to Saskatoon. Not too many yeah. conflicts. Saskatoon is usually the next step after Winnipeg is the next stop. And that is a nice little festival. It's about, it's the second, my second favorite of all of them. You get an audience, you get your core core crowd. There's a lot of people who go fringing and there's of course nothing, nothing, nothing else to do. Yeah. I mean, in Winnipeg, there's a little bit else to do, but not much. So you did Manatee there and then your next sketch comedy adventure was the Steve Redstone experience. I didn't talk enough about that. The last that time. was where we first learned about uh, the tours and how touring is not, you don't have like a bunch of Winnipeg festivals along the way. You have Winnipeg's the only one like it. And then a bunch of other stuff called fringe yeah. that doesn't look familiar to you. But it was also good with you because you didn't just put your show on at the fringe and then call it quits for 
you know, 11 months, you know, because <laughs> like Steve Redstone, you'd be at the gas station, right? Played the gas station theater. Oh, man, we had no idea how hard we were working. And where else then. were you playing other venues? No. Steve Redstone, I feel like we got lazy. In the We're Not That Funny Manatee era, yeah. we put on a show every month. We Where had would you do it? At the gas station theater. Oh, really? That was back when they had a better deal for production, right. I think, where like they would share half of your costs for you know tax and all that stuff. Yeah. And you could put on a pretty cheap show, and I don't know what it was. Maybe some of the members of, my, of the troupe were po- more popular back then, and they could get people out. And we, we used to have a really good audience every yeah. month yeah. and wrote a new show every month. We didn't go like, oh, we'll put half... The sketches from last weekend, and we'll write a say few lazy more. too, but it, Steve Redstone was just you, Jay, and Tyler, right? Yeah. So there's less people who are uh, yeah. in the work. So it, it could have been just the equal. But you know what we did basically oh. was we did equal a really, equal gr- really great show on March 12th. I remember this. March 12th, 2003, I believe. At the Prairie Theater Exchange, Colin Jackson. Colin Theater. Jackson, yes. That's one of those nice box theaters that you can rent. Classic theater. And classic. It was the really good. Theater. We set up two TVs that were hooked up to the a network that would show uh, video sketches in between live sketches, so we'd have time to change. We'd have. It was really yeah. good setup. Shows that's always great. We came. Show. You yeah. need that time to change characters. Mm-hmm. So we came in, we introduced the show, uh, a, vid- a video comes up, we get, we're in costume and we come out for yeah. live stuff, another video comes up, and there was a really good turnout, and it seemed like a, an awesome experience, and like we were just like, we Carried sort of, out of, we the sort of made on it, everyone's you know? shoulders. <sighs> it feel- I remember Steve Sim came up to me at work the next day, and he was like, Welcome to the top. And I was like, to me, that felt <laughs> like something. Steve Sim, captain of the top. He's the captain He's at the, the top. He's the captain of the top. That's pretty cool. But it still, it meant something to me. And then we just pretty much did a carbon copy of that show every time we did a show. Sketch, video, sketch. Yeah, but also that show, like those sketches. Oh, you did the same show. I think I, I tried to write and I feel like I was shut down a lot mm-hmm. and it was majority wins we would hang out and smoke pot a lot and that does not contribute well <laughs> right to some people's work ethic I don't know some people can work some with people that can but do it. some people can it did not work with us because we just sit around and watch TV and that would be our right. we'd be like get, let's get together rehearse smoke pot watch TV all right, guys. And then, and, then, and then the show comes around, and it's like, let's just do the old show. Ah, okay. So that's what you mean. Yeah, that was lazy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how did the name come about, the Steve Breadstone experience? I mean, Steve Breadstone, was that like a real dude? I think it was a bit of an homage. <laughs> like, we wanted something like the Jimi Hendrix experience. Yeah. So we just picked a name <laughs> that sounded funny to us, and... Put it, put it in front of there instead. Yeah. Uh, I think we were gonna we were gonna do something about like Steve Beardstone and do some kind of thing about beards because yeah. we had all grown beards at the time. So uh, okay. They're like, hey, let's be real crazy, but bread. Oh, and then we can have a poster with bread on our faces, <laughs> like a beard. 
Okay, yeah. so then uh, the, the, around that time you had the Drunken Finger character. Yeah, I, that was my second a, tour. And the French. Drunken Finger, let me explain if you, because uh, you got to get this visual. Derek, it's a one man show. And he has a uh, styrofoam, although it wasn't styrofoam, it no. was this handmade, this fluff, huge finger, like a person's wrist and hand. And Derek's face was cut out in the middle finger. So any if you're just standing in front of somebody, he's giving you the big fuck off. <laughs> can we give, can we give a, a, a picture or something connected to the podcast that, that would show? Uh, I, eventually, I want to get yeah. some sort of. I think something. I can find. <laughs> I could still find that online somewhere. Maybe I'll get. I have a poster at home of it. Soon at some point. Yeah, you, I'd love to see that poster. But it was just a classic, and you'd have to walk around in this thing during the fringe. Not have to, but of course it was fun. Yeah, it was a good gimmick. Promote the, and the, then the, the costume itself was a good. You was know, it comfortable? Very visual thing. Oh yeah, and tell the first the one was really bad. I did. I I made one for Montreal. And it fell apart, and I, you know, it just didn't work well with yeah. the like moving around and no mobility, and and I thought I, I could do some changes to it, so I I made a new one, and that one was pretty good. I was how many uh, cities did you do with Drunken Finger? Um, I did Montreal, Winnipeg, yeah. Saskatoon, and Edmonton. Right. Oh, took it to Edmonton. Wicked. Yeah. How did and you, I had how was gotten, it received in in uh, Edmonton. Uh, it was, it was received, oh man, no, 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 I'm thinking of Edmonton when I went with, uh, Steve Breadstone. Yeah, it was just a small tour with that one, Montreal, Winnipeg, Saskatoon. And I think I got into Victoria or something, but since I had nothing in between, I was like, I'll just make this little tour. I mean, I feel like I did... I made a good show. I, there was one. It was really good. I, I I've told you. Man, You've I, seen the I show. I was a fan of the show. I saw not the not only the fringe. Of course, I was involved in your little Christmas. Yeah, I did. Show I did the Rock Finger. and Roll Christmas. I did like a song. Do you remember what song I did? Oh man, that was at the Park Theater. I can't sing and play at the same time. Yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> I can't sing and play yeah, at the same. I get that song in my head sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. But if I stop, I can sound like a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man just, so just, okay so you did Drunken Finger yeah and uh, also you produced comedy shows at the Zen, uh, Zen Lounge which was yeah. in an old bank on Portage opposite the where the MTS Center is now Bell MTS Center right <laughs> uh, and it was kind of it seemed to me like kind of a seedy kind of a place but like trying to look like a fancy nightclub where the, yeah. the, there'd be a velvet rope outside but you know not, not on Portage and yeah. What, what year do you think that was? Uh, that was 2003. 2003. 2003. 2004, maybe. And how how did you find that whole experience? Was that the only time? Because how you also I... did stand-up first. You did stand-up at Jason Beck's shows. Um, yeah. I would the Western do... Cultural. And that's kind of I started we... out with stand-up. Do, uh, I was 15, and I took a, a theater wor- or a stand-up comedy class at Prey Theater Exchange. Yeah. And Do you remember who taught that? No. It was Al Ray, who was is now Lara Ray. Ray. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that is really cool. And so it'd be worth taking a class just to hang out. <laughs> yeah. It was and that was just like I sort of had to do that just to feel like I was a comedian because I'd heard I you know, I was into comedy. I liked uh, Jim Carrey 
and yeah. to it is wow yeah. to be honest I think I think for stand-ups at that time in my life 15 Jim Carrey was it for me he was it for a lot of people man he was and, a Hollywood superstar and you hear about him their stories usually it starts with like I was 15 and I went to a comedy club or whatever mm-hmm. so that to me was an age where I was like if I start then that's when I'm you know oh really that's kind of my inspired jumping you to like just jump right in yeah yeah and then it turned out I was, wasn't old enough to perform at, they had an open mic at Rumors back then. Yeah. And I think the rest of the class went and did an open mic of all of them. Right. But, I don't, th- but I don't think they told me about it because I was 15. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't jive so with I, all the others. I was disappointed with that. I didn't get to do real comedy, but... Uh, eventually, yeah, I did. I did hook up with the uh, the Jason Beck crowd with his uh, Charlie Onski, Trevor Boris, Rob Bruno, Rob Bruno, um, uh, Darcy, Darcy. Yeah. Sometimes he would show up. Darcy's yeah. awesome. Just uh, Riggs. I miss Darcy. I haven't seen him in a while. And you know, people like Jay Van Avenger would do that show and too. Steve Sim. Steve, Steve Sim was doing stand up then. And he started with Zen Lounge actually. That was the first time he did stand up. Yeah. yeah, he told me that. <laughs> I remember I was doing like at the time when I did I did I did a couple of shows there, I remember one uh, Yeah. When I was always really you know, for some reason David Blaine was big. And yeah, he'd, he'd he always was... be doing he called himself a mystifier. So I was like, oh, I can do a mystifier and yeah. I do stuff like I spun something. I remember when I just my whole set I was spinning something, spinning something <laughs> on my finger. Cause I have this weird talent that I can spin books and stuff on my fingers. So the whole I think it's probably. And then when I was blind blindfolded, yeah, and I was like walking uh. to the edge of that stage, right? Because it was a raised stage. Yeah, that was a cool stage. And I just remember like, whoa, I might fall. No yeah, way. and you were you did the first show there, right? Zen Lounge? Probably. Me, you, Steve Sim. I, I think so. Jay, Tyler Glennon. What, uh, do you remember what Tyler did? I, I remember Tyler he did a joke. a bit with music? Remember? He had a bit where he people, somebody yelled from a car, watch it, boom, boom, or something like that. <laughs> and he was like, is that is that an insult to me or not? I don't know what boom boom means. And he looked it up and he was like, you know what? There was actually an inspirational goalie named Boom Boom McCormick or something like that. <laughs> so he took it as a compliment. And he was like, okay, so it's 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 good. It's cool. And then he reads further and he's like, he was named Boom Boom because of his obesity or something like that. Oh, that's pretty good. So. That's that was a good joke, and yeah. therefore, that's why I remember it still uh, 13 years later. I remember coming out to Beyonce, Crazy in Love. You did. You always... Crazy in Love. If I, I hear oh, that oh, song... Uh-oh, oh, oh, I wanna... Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. That would have been my part, kind of like in the... Because if I hear that... Such a long way to go. I was in the car. Such a long way to go. Was that Beyonce? Yeah, that's the trumpet in there. Whenever I hear that, I think of you still, to this day. I like that a lot. That's still, that's a great song. Crazy think, Love Girl. I think Aaron Murky did that first show too. Aaron Murky, yeah. And we, and it was really good. It was like packed. Mm-hmm. Somehow it was packed. I don't know Yeah, and there were table we and chairs. Right that nice day. Set up like a nightclub. Well, the, it, wasn't it was set up like a nightclub. And that's, that was all you, back, right? Were they and, setting that up? And, the, and there was like room up top, like on a balcony. And mm-hmm. they had to fill that too because of how many people were there. So afterwards, the next show, they brought us beer to the little 
green room that the comics get. And I was like, oh, wow, they like us. I can see why. We didn't get a lot of people for any other shows, but the that beer was nice. Was. The beer was nice. The beer was nice while it lasted. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about uh, uh, Redstone, Drunken Finger, yeah. uh, Zen Lounge. Zen Lounge. How'd you end up picking that place? I walked in to... Hmm. It was because I lived on Langside and I got it in my head that I would just w put on a suit, get a suit from like secondhand store, get uh, business cards printed up. And if I had a suit really? and a business card, I could feel like I could pitch something like, you know, I do a open mic did comedy night. cards? I did. What I got some say? cards. What did they say? Uh, it just said like Derek... Kick, uh, Derek, it was Derek Craker at the time, so it'd be like Derek, Derek Craker. Craker, comedian, something like that, and have my phone number. Yeah. <clears throat> so. So we just yeah. It looked official, and I had a nice suit, and basically that worked because I went down to Hong Kong Harbor, which was just right down the street from me, what and was I was that? like, I want to start a comedy night here. It was it's a karaoke place. Oh. But I was like, that's sort of set up like it's got a mic and a stage. People could do yeah. comedy there. And I noticed that it wasn't very popular for karaoke anyway, so maybe they would want to do that. They said, no, but we also own this one down the street, so oh. you could go down there, and they gave me the address down Portage. So, oh, I, just walked, cool. so I just walked straight down there, and I did the same deal yeah. with them with my suit and card, and it worked. Hey, yeah, I've been sent. <laughs> You guys should take uh, take me on there. So that was kind of a neat deal. So mm -hmm. it was like, did you, it, were you doing it for free? Did we already discuss that? I guess? Yeah. You're doing it for free. But I you did get some free beer from time to time. I guess I got some free beer, yeah. So did they approach you about filming it? Were they like, hey, we got a package deal. We'll film the whole thing and put it together. And we're just going to char charge you hundreds of dollars. I don't even remember. I might have blo blocked out most of that because it was just so yeah, ridiculous. I'll just give you an, a window into how they were, how good of videographers they were. They gave me a tape after the first night, and I see, you know, a couple of comedians, and then it cuts off, and it's not the end of the night, and then, like, there's a little bit of your... I think you were at the end of the night, yeah. that night. So it was a little bit of the end of your set, so it was like the beginning of the show and the end of the show and, that's, and a bunch of the middle cut out. And I was like, so what happened? Why don't I paid for it to be all taped all? And he was like, oh, well, you can't we can't tape it all. Uh, <laughs> like we need, we'll need crazy. more money for that. And he, yeah. I was like, well, what did you think I, I wanted this for? And he was like, well, the battery went dead halfway through. And then they didn't want to admit they fucked up. Yeah, they totally were just like, uh, you know, we're just gonna keep your money anyways because we're assholes and that's how business is done. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, well, fuck you guys, goodbye. Yeah, that place ran into the ground yeah. pretty soon after. So then, uh, around this time, you met your <sighs> current wife and uh, a fellow performer, Issa. Yeah, and then uh, you guys even uh, put on a show together, a, a sketch show. Uh, yeah, it was we, like Steve Redstone Part Two. <laughs> part Two, and that was 
even worse of a work ethic situation because we're just a bunch of like crazy we're just, love girl. yeah we're crazy in love in a whirlwind romance that we just you know right we just you know we, we got married right there in but the first it's, it's year the and that then, you have a show and you're performing in front of people and even though like you just want to like sightsee or whatever like it seems to me the show is the baby the show is the child of the relationship you know so like yeah we would never rehearse either same deal like right. as in Steve Redstone because you know we just wanted to hang out and right. make out and <laughs> and also that's you know you, you made out with a uh, little bandito yeah, we had a baby on tour. On tour, because we already talked about we, this. We you made a baby on tour, and then in had Toronto, it back. you're doing the Fringe tour. You mm-hmm. in a couple of cities. You're in Toronto. You can't do it. This is now ill, and she's pregnant. And yep. you're on the road. So, so then we got to Winnipeg next, and we did okay there. And then Saskatoon. What was the name of the show? Do you remember? It was called It's Okay, Jesus Will Forgive Us. It's okay. So right away, you're alienating. <laughs> you know what, half of Winnipeg? I don't know what the statistics are. I, I, well, I don't think not. that's maybe, necessarily a bad idea because you maybe. want people religion, to know what they're into. Uh, but actually, the show wasn't very uh, controversial at all. Like We just did comedy sketches... Uh, I don't know, it's just like a draw name, like a clickbait in a sense, right? Like, yeah, yeah something to get someone's attention. I throw Jesus in there. Like, oh, what? Jesus going to be there? Oh, <laughs> not going to show up. Yeah, that's a, that's a fringe name. So you had sketches. Was uh, was Jesus in the, any of the sketches? Just curious. <laughs> no. <laughs> I remember, what I remember of sketches was one line that what that stayed the same throughout the whole thing no matter what we changed up was me and I was playing the dad and Issa was the daughter and uh, she wanted she wanted to get a gumball from the gum machine yeah and it turned out to be a winter gumball you know like those black winter gumballs they sometimes have yeah you're not supposed to eat those and then you, yeah you're not supposed to but then it was like, what if, I wonder what one tastes like, you know? It must be, it's <laughs> like forbidden fruit. Anyway, it's what? forbidden fruit. And then puts it in his mouth and he's like, the line, she's like, what's it like? And he was like, I was like, euphoria. And that was the end of the show. <laughs> so the show would always end with that line, euphoria. That's pretty cool. Was it standing ovation or was it? Um, no, no, never. For you in your head, though. In, in Montreal, we got 19 people once for a show. That was a good one. Oh, yeah. But that is a good show for Montreal. Oh, oh, good. 19's a 19's lot. 19's good. 19's good. And better than five. Right. And um, nowadays, you do have uh, done some Wee Johnny's Weird Al Karaoke. That's kind of yeah. the thing you're doing now. You've done the last, what, two two shows in a row? I've done three. Three shows? I did a... Uh, parody of All the Small Things by Blink-182 with uh, All the Strange Things about Stranger Things. Yeah. That I was did, great. I saw that one. We th- <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I did. you it's The one that show. you saw in person was uh, How Deep Is Your Love, but changed to How Charged Is Your Phone, trying to get somebody's yeah, was, phone charger. 
yeah, that's really that was really funny, man. Like I like the whole thing was funny. Like I had to remind myself that I'm filming this, so I can't I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> I hate that when you're watching someone uh, I always do that. I, it's a, <laughs> I know because that's a, that's what I do every time. When Issa gets me to try, to tape, it's always my voice just laughing way too <laughs> yeah, you loud. Be the whole professional, time. man. You gotta shut up. I, know, I can't. I can't. I can't not laugh. That's one thing I will not stifle. If I if I if I have to laugh at something, I will. Yeah, I was a little disappointed to see or to hear that uh, you were at the last show because on the Facebook page, uh, your name wasn't included. At this point, I have to edit out all the horrible things I said about Quinn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to you and your mother, and I'm sure it did not happen. Let's get back to the show and listen to Hunks podcast when you get a chance. Hunks is a good one. Hunks. Hunks. Um, they do so, uh, all okay, the so, Johnny stuff. So, uh, yeah, much love to Hunks there. But yeah, they just got, they did, if I'm not mistaken, I think they went to. Vancouver this weekend and then Toronto on Saturday like for comedy shows yeah part of a, part of a comedy and with Bruce McCullough festival. and that looks Bruce pretty, McCullough that's like that's cool. that's really cool oh my god yeah but, wait, but god man it's Bruce McCullough Bruce McCullough is my favorite uh, kid in the hall yeah he's, those monologues are fucking priceless do you have a favorite oh yeah yeah the oh uh, the wonder he's uh uh He's got the he's got drunk wind under his wings or something like that. He's oh. talking about mm-hmm. how he's in love with alcohol made his career. Oh um, yeah, it's the one where he's <laughs> saying how to be a comedian. Yeah, I think that's let one. let alcohol be the wind beneath your wings. Yeah, and remember, understand. no one understands you. Yeah, no one understands you. Yeah, I, mean, I have that one. That's in season three. I have on DVD. Oh, season three. That's you got them all on DVD. I've got season three. I stopped buying DVDs because now I was like, oh, Blu-rays. Oh, I'll probably get a Blu-ray collection. And now that now it's like 4K. Or is it 4K? There's a new kind of disc you can buy. There's, more, there's a new one, yeah. And then it's like, oh, God, I don't... That, it doesn't make a difference everything's to me. Everything's online. <laughs> everything's uh, online. Whatever's cheapest. That's what I do. All right, Derek. It's time for the money shots. The match of a money okay. shot. This is the portion of the show. Um, and this is the first time I'm doing it, and Derek has no idea what I plan on doing. But here's the deal, Derek. Mm-hmm. It'll be up for the task. Okay. You have now, you are going to be getting questions and challenges. Okay. And there is a time limit on this. It's five minutes. You have okay. five minutes to answer 100 questions. Now, of these 100 mm. questions or... Um, Sorry, questions or challenges. Uh-huh. Um, if you receive an A plus, which is a ninety to hundred correct, uh-huh. you will win. Six dollars. The money shot, and also uh-huh. I must also mention that you have to do it within the five minutes. I'll be starting the clock, and it uh-huh. doesn't matter. I'm, I know I'm going to be telling you the questions or asking you things. But there's nothing I can do. I'm going to go as fast as I can see what I can and try to help you out here, okay? Okay. Are you ready, Derek Kixon? Yeah. Then away. Wait. Wait, wait a minute. I can't do, use that. That's, <laughs> wait, that's Billy, I, we go. Billy on the street. What could I say? What could be like the start? Uh, in, ready? It's time to set. Yeah. Money shot. <laughs> okay, ready? <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Name three Canadian cities. Edmonton, Saskatoon, Winnipeg. What's your middle name? Jeffrey. Who's your favorite Star Wars character? Just Chewbacca. What's 30 in Roman numerals? Uh, XXX. What is Bart Simpson's graffiti alias? El Barto. Name a Bruce Springsteen song. Uh, born in the USA. Have you ever been outside North America? 
No. Is the moon made of cheese? No. Least favorite Jim Carrey movie? Um, the Majestic. Do you prefer cats or dogs? Uh, d- cats, of course. Who says I pity the fool? Mr. T. What's your favorite food? Uh, pasta. How many strings on a typical typical bass guitar? Four. Name a Winnipeg radio personality. Uh, Ace Burpee. Coke or Pepsi? Doesn't matter. Things will be great when you're older. Name of name a cut of beef. Uh, shank. Name a current SNL cast member. Okay, Beck Bennett. What animal is Donkey Kong? Uh, gorilla. A B C D E F. G. Who played Bill Needle on SCTV? Bill Needle. I don't know that one. What question did I just ask? Who played Bill Needle on SCTV? Favorite Slurpee flavor? Uh, Coke. Which film won Best Picture at the Academy Awards 2018? Oh, this year? Shape of Water. Least favorite vegetable? Least favorite uh, cucumber. Name Canada's current Prime Minister. Justin Trudeau. Disney World is located in what U.S. state? Florida. Name a product that cleans. Uh, Ajax. Sing a jingle. Uh, no fooling with poolins. <laughs> Name a song you would include on a mixtape. Uh, Turn Around by Nirvana. Reduce, reuse? Recycle. Why did the chicken cross the road? To get to the other side. Favorite Spielberg movie? Uh, mo- Come list. on. Favorite thing to bring to the beach? Uh, towel. How old were you when you first, first kissed? Uh... 20. Name a Canadian <laughs> bank institution. Um, okay, bank institution. <laughs> TD Bank. <laughs> Thank you. Was Star Trek a cartoon? Uh, yes. Name something white. Snow. Uh, what's your favorite nickname you were called as a kid? Mm, Deke. Name a button on a keyboard beside letters. Escape. Name a weapon of mass destruction. Uh, nuclear bomb. Your favorite band? R.E.M. Least favorite band? Uh, Nickelback. Bird you don't really care about. Bird or Sparrow? Name a Rolling Stones song. Uh, oh, we got Mr. Burden. Where's the Alamo? In Texas. You got a ways to go. Who's on first? What's on second? David Cross or Bob Odenkirk? Uh, Odenkirk, of course. What, what's the last book you read? Uh, the Happiness. A die has how many sides? Six. Name a company that makes glue. Uh, Elmer's. What goes pop? Corn. Pepsi or Coke? Pepsi. Favorite superhero? Uh, the Black Panther. Favorite superhero movie? Black Panther. What time is it? Uh, right now? 11.35. <laughs> Name something that grows. Uh, a dandelion. Name a property in Monopoly. Hey, that's fun to say. Uh, Marvin Gardens. Name a Michael Jackson sibling. Uh, Latoya. Paper or plastic? Plastic. The closest planet to our sun is? Uh, Venus. What brand uh, of shoe? Ah, no, it's not. Oh, what brand of shoe are you wearing? Um... Vans. Do you like milk? Yes. Favorite cereal? Uh, honeycomb. Have you ever gone ice fishing? No. What's your favorite shop at the Forks? Uh, old Spaghetti Factory. Name a character from TV's Mash. One minute Hot to go. Lips. What's your favorite band? R.E.M. Who's your best friend in school? Uh, Chad. What's your blood type? O. 50 seconds. Rock, paper? Scissors. Favorite pizza topping? Uh, pineapple. Favorite pizza joint to order from? Uh, Jumbo. Come on, name a search engine besides Google. Uh, search uh, Bing. Can you swim? 
Yes. Are you left or right-handed? Left. Name an NFL football team. Uh, the Redskins. What species is Chewbacca? A uh, Wookiee. How many legs on a centipede if it has three sections? A hundred. Uh, what is who's Kanye? Who's Kanye West married to? Kim Kardashian. How do you like your eggs? Soft. Have you ever won a bingo? Uh, no. Fifteen seconds. Favorite Van Halen song? Uh, jump. What color is my eyes? Can you skateboard? Brown. What? Skateboard green. Favorite magazine you had as a kid? Uh, crack, cracked. Where's Jim Morrison, Morrison buried? Uh, in the cemetery. What city is Degrassi filmed in? Uh, Toronto. <laughs> I got Toronto. Is that ninety percent? Okay. Oh. Oh, I didn't get it. I, got that. Oh, I said Toronto though, so that means I got that last. You know, time. actually, I think I only clicked off like three wrong answers. Like I pretty much yeah. There was one. Where did oh. I get wrong? Just name me the stuff I got wrong. Well, I, it's hard. I really oh, should have should to be making more. I, well, I was, it's, I'm going through it. I'm trying to read it, you know? So it's hard to but like, anyway, go back like that was wrong and then go to the next I, question. If I had answered quicker. You oh, it was Coke or Pepsi. You it was, like neither. No, you have to choose one. You can't just say, no, I don't like it. <laughs> it's, Coke or, it's either Coke or Pepsi. Okay, that was wrong. That was but definitely one. Let me. Well, did you name an NFL team? Redskins. My least favorite as far you know, of course. You didn't say Washington? It's the stupidest name. <laughs> but it's the first one that comes to me because I don't know football. So it's the one right. that I that's think Washington, of because right? it's like, oh, that's Washington Redskins. Anyway, so I did I did get most of them right. And I do contend for future shows that this game is winnable. I got to number eighty eight, so well, that's the thing. I just if feel you, so bad. If, if I, I answered can. a split second quicker for some of them, yeah. I would have gotten to. Yeah, I was trying to get you. I was watching the time. I could have gotten there. Halfway point, I'm like, oh shit, we're like 47, I was, 48. I was, so I was like, we gotta, we gotta speed it up, to try to get it out as well, quickly as time. But thanks for playing, Derek. Go ahead. If, uh, it, if it wasn't hard, it wouldn't be worth it. I uh, appreciate you being the first guest of Manitoba Money Shot. And, Thank uh, you for having being me. Being my friend. <laughs> <laughs> a guy could call up and say, hey, do you want to hang out for a few hours? Yep. And talk bullshit and have fun. And that's pretty rare. Yeah, that's rare. Friends are rare. <laughs> Special, friends. Special friends. Special friends. Special friends. Special friends. We are. Okay. So. Hey, and, you want, uh, hey, after this, do you want a kazoo a little bit? Go to the zoo? No, kazoo. Kazoo? Yeah. Mm, you mean you don't kazoo? Well, I triangle. Is that what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you want to start a little band? Let's start a kazoo band. Yeah, let's go around the hallways in my building. Okay. See if we can get other people to join in cymbals and <laughs> go to the next. You pass another apartment, a guy comes out with a flute. <laughs> yeah, maybe Canada Day. I don't really see it tonight. But thanks again for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you for listening and uh, go to Robin's Donuts. Good night. Good night. <laughs>